Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saint Twins TV. So I've been through the most podcast right here on our channel. We appreciate you. We love you, and we are celebrating because we are on our way to 200k subscribers. <laughs> so on the time of recording this, we are on 170k <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now we need the numbers on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Or is it Spotify? Yes. Spotify. That's how they say it. <laughs> and then also on Apple Podcasts. So please show us some love on those platforms as well. If you're listening on those platforms, hey, welcome. We love you. We have another incredible guest for you with an incredible story that will leave you inspired. Yes. Today we've got Venice Ditejo who is here to share her story. Welcome mm. to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> I feel so excited. I'm very, very excited. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Let's get into your story. I know that you have been through the most. Hopefully my story will inspire uh, people out there. And mm. yeah, so my name is Venice. I am from Limpopo, Denelten, Kontoani. Um, I was born and raised there. Um, yeah, I am a sports fanatic. I studied sports management um, until it's honest level. I am a community developer. I'm just enthusiastic in, in community development. And yeah, the reason why I'm starting with this is because whilst I share my story, I want people to know that you can still overcome and do things um, and go to the next level in life. Yeah. Um, you're not, you know, you're not your story. You're not going to just be based on that. And mm. so yeah. there's just so much that you can give. Um, so my story goes as follows. <laughs> um, I was married at the age of 22 uh, and divorced at 24, just for two years. Um, there was just a lot of abuse in the marriage. So I met my ex-husband when I was 30, I mean, when I was 20, and he was 13. So, you know, I was, I, I still am a church-going girl. You know, we met in... Um, we met not in church, but I, you know, because he's a believer and I'm a believer, you know, in church, there's always that thing of mm. uh, the brothers in church. They, you know, we always assume that it's going to be re really like a, a different uh, thing for us. Yeah. Experience, exactly. Mm. He's a psychologist. He's a, he's a preacher and everything like that. So we met and he said to me in two weeks after meeting, I, I want to get married to you. Yo. And we were very excited um, and I was a virgin then and everything was just so beautiful. Mm. Um, until we got married uh, at the age of 20, 22, 22 mm -hmm. yes. And everything was nice. Uh, the marriage was fine in the beginning. Mm. Uh, it was really beautiful. We were the eight couple. We inspired people. I mean, I, I was a Sunday school teacher. He was a, a youth pastor as well. Wow. Uh, we yeah. used to motivate people inside the church. And everything was just really beautiful. Um, until he... Okay. Until he, he then started... I don't know if it was... Because, you know, whenever you are you, you are abused, you always think it's you, right? Yeah. So until I, he, he said to me one day after my preaching, and he's just like, you know what, you you are just too much. And we, we just had a conversation after that, that ended up, you know, ex went from one level to another. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I was thrown down the fridges, beaten down, um, put inside, put on top of the bed and beaten down even some more. 
And, you know, for a person who's a psychologist, for a person who's a, a, a preacher at church, I never thought that. And also me as a strong woman, as a person mm. who really just, I, I never thought it's something that would happen to me. So I was quite shocked at, at that. Yeah. So this happened how long after you got married? Um, a year in. Cause it was so December. for a year you were fine? For a year we were Before fine. Before you got married you were fine? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Also you mentioned that when you preached then mm -hmm. you had a problem. So was it like a competition vibe? Because obviously he was a preacher before you got married mm -hmm. and then you obviously... Be you, I mean you guys are now married and you're also in ministry and you're preaching. Mm -hmm. Was it a competition? Um, you know, I... I, I wouldn't say it's a competition, but you know, sometimes with women who are outspoken, who are, mm. who know themselves, who know what they want, they always become, not always, but to some men, it becomes a threat to mm -hmm. them. So they always want to find a way to really just tone you down because there was mm. also verbal abuse inside the marriage. There was also, you know, no, when I, for example, I'm in sports, I love sports and that's actually something that helped me out of my depression. But mm. so he would even say to me, no, you, you know, there's certain things that, you know, even with your career, there's certain things that you cannot do. Even because I ran the comrades and it was like, you don't, I don't think you can even run that before that, uh, mm -hmm. before running the comrades. She, he was, he was always just pulling me down. Yes. Even in my courses, he was like, you're studying until your diploma. Don't even go ahead. Don't study mm. further. You know, this mm. thing, it's, you know, studying law or uh, being a doctor is much better than what you are studying. He never came to my sessions. He never came to, because I play tennis as well mm -hmm. when I was doing City, he never really just in, became interested in what I did. What so I, I, I wouldn't say it's a competition, but I would say whatever I did maybe mm. became a threat to him, mm. maybe because of low self-esteem or I don't know what exactly sure. he would answer that. But with me, I was just really just, I was young. I was really just, you know, working my career inside the sports and mm. inside and just trying to um, uh, inspire people in the church. Mm. So the beating happened after my preaching. Um, I think also what had happened, we were in different churches before getting married. Okay. So we were, uh, you know, obviously the churches did things differently. Different, yes. So uh, because he was working around where my church was, he decided to then, we decided then to attend my church. Mm. So when he got there, he used to feel like he doesn't belong and stuff mm. like that. So I understood that it's maybe it's something that we could have had a conversation about and said, what can we do about this or something? So when he was going to my church, he would drag his feet, he would wake up late, he would... So the day he gave me the beating was, he dressed up in a... Like, you know, when you are a pastor, but you are wearing a, a vest and just a jacket on top. And I'm just like, I'm going to be preaching today. Yeah. You know, when you, you preach, you're like, exactly. And you're like, obviously, before you, you preach, you're like, uh, you know, my I'm going to be greeting. <laughs> and then there you are with you know obviously i love i loved him the way he is but obviously when you go out there you want to look a certain part mm. and he just dragged his feet he didn't want to make the effort he didn't want to show that you know what he's proud of what i'm doing and it wasn't the first time so for him he felt like he's being controlled in what to do or how to you know, dress mm -hmm. or whatever. So even when he was beating me, he's like, yeah, I want to show you who's in charge. I want to show you. Yo. You know? Yeah, he, he was just it's like, it. he was just like saying all these things. Uh, just, I could feel that he wants to just destroy me. You know, he was just beating me up. He was just making sure that whatever that's he, that he's doing then, it will really just make a statement. Make a statement or make me just, or throw me off from what mm -hmm. I'm trying to become. 
But you know what? It didn't yeah. because look at me today. Sure, but look <laughs> at you today. Yeah. Coming out of that day, mm -hmm. what was the conversation like? I mean, sure. you were abused for the first time in your marriage. Yes. You're yeah. still young. Mm -hmm. You were verbally and emotionally abused and physically abused. Yeah. How was the relationship like after that? What did you say to him? How did you get over that night? Sure. That's a very good question. Because in the beginning, we couldn't even become intimate. We couldn't even become... I couldn't even get a, like allow him to touch me, hug me. Mm. Because I would feel like the, the same hands that hugged me can't be the same hands that embrace me. I felt so unsafe in the house. I felt so... I remember at night I used to get uh, panic attacks. I used to not be mm. able to sleep. Because when I'm sleeping next to him, I'm thinking, what if... He gets, I was now starting to be afraid of him. He was yeah. no longer a husband, but a, a monster to me. Mm. And we stayed in the hospital because he's a psychologist. So he had, we had a um, housing uh, mm. facility there. So I would get hot, you know, uh, what do you call it? Panic attacks. Yeah. We would wake up at 1 a.m. taking me to the hospital because I couldn't sleep. It happened quite frequently, frequently mm. that I w a week wouldn't pass without me having to Yo. be admitted. And that time he knows exactly what it is. That is what he studied and for. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. He knows exactly why exactly. you're having those panic attacks because he's, he, you know, he, I mean, if somebody abuses you mm. um, verbally, obviously psychologically, it messes, messes you up, up as well. Yes, And exactly. he knew exactly what he's doing and he could see the damage mm. that he's doing. So was he sorry? That's the thing about uh, someone who, who's a, I don't, I don't a narcissist or an abuser. Mm -hmm. they, they don't take it in that way. They, they feel like they are the victim. They don't... Yeah. Yeah. Or they make you feel like they're the they victim. They are the victim, yes. exactly. Because you work with people like this, you know that this is wrong. You, you you try to help them. And how do you help them when you are doing it at home? How do you mm. preach when you are telling... When, like, how do you say something different than what you are doing at exactly. home? So with him, he, he wasn't sorry in the beginning. He, it mm. took time for him to actually say sorry. He actually said sorry properly now after five years. Yo. You know what I did? I told myself, I'm done waiting to want his apology. I yeah. need to change my... So I think sports really helped me. You were saying, how did I get out of that? Mm -hmm. um, immediately after the marriage was done, I started doing the things that he thought I couldn't do. I went to run the comrades. I Wait, so before that, yes. yeah. how did the marriage eventually end? Sure. Um, and how was that two years? I'm so curious. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. after Such a year, you beat me up. Time. That means for the next year, you stuck with this person yeah. mm. that you now not only see as a husband, but as an abuser as well. Yes. Um, so the challenge with me or how I, what I did, mm. I didn't leave immediately. He actually mm. left me. So oh. six months into it, I fell into depression. So he did it um, on the 17th of, of December. Mm -hmm. On the 25th, remember it's Christmas, we have to yeah. go to his home. Mm. I had to do pretend. Okay, I was upset, I went home and I didn't really get support. I'm from a, a village where they, they take, you know, such as, mm. you know, you don't, um, you know, what did you Never do Never ever leave your marriage. marriage. What did you do wrong for you to get such mm. and all these things. I was, I didn't sure. really have support. At mm. all, at so that you did point. tell your family. I did tell my family, and they were like, the "Wife same, up, girl." The same night, wow. and they said sure. to me, "Stay. We'll we'll talk about it in the morning." And 
I think that in therapy, that was this, the sentence that kept on. With this one, I'm like, okay, he's an abuser. I need to just, he, mm. I see he doesn't care. But my own family, you know, that was, that hit hard. There was a time where I went home just to try and really get myself back. Uh, but I was so, so broken. And he used to even call me a broken woman. Even mm, after. Sure. Those are the words I remembered in therapy because I was just like, you do this and then you even label me to say, I don't mm. want a broken woman. And you are the one who took me there. Um, so I bake cookies. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try. You know, you got this. There are people looking, uh, what do you call it? Looking up to you, blah, blah, blah. At that time, you know, not, pe not many people knew. And I don't know why. We actually get embarrassed for being beaten. We actually feel like we don't mm. want to share it mm. it's going to look bad on us it's abuse it's, it's abuse bad. yeah that's yeah. what it does yeah. even in mm. the mind you really carry the shame as mm. if you inflicted that on yourself but you didn't exactly i think that's what happened uh that's only what i realized after the five years like when we started speaking five years later to say the problem was not with me um and all that but we will get to this so on the on the 25th then uh, we went to his home and you know, I tried to be the perfect Makoti. Like, I was just like, it, nothing happened, as if mm. nothing happened. And We're that happy. even eats you more because you are living mm. a lie. You you know that I don't want to be with this person. This person did this to me and stuff. But you are trying so hard to make it work and, mm. and all of that. To fix things. To fix things. Uh, you are from a church background. You you know, also even, I, th I think I also got lost in my church as well because now I'm just like, the divorce is wrong. Um, mm. and all of that in, even the doctrines on the teachings that they were teaching us you you you, you feel you need to work on it okay. um, I think he was done because he started mistreating me he started like giving me a cold shoulder I went into depression I was just in a dark place uh, from January February I was in school I was doing my second year uh, I'm a person who was getting distinctions um, I've got I've, I've gone to school for six years and I've gotten like 58 distinctions in total wow. but wow. at that time I then um, I went down. I failed for the first time uh, one subject that I was writing because I would even, as I'm driving to school, I would stop the car on the side just to cry. I was just crying so mm. much at the time when mm. I was going to my school that I wasn't able to even drive. Then I would put... So I would, there was times where even when I was driving, I would call my parents. I was very suicidal. I'm like, you know, I would just drive, put the car, and I feel like I could turn the car on the road mm. and just end it. Yeah. I had drank pills to try and really just end my life, but I wouldn't drink that much. I would drink to also get him to see how Attention, much pain yeah. is inflicted yeah. on me. Then he would get there. And he would just, there's a time where I did a little, so I was laying on the floor. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, thinking to myself okay i need to just find a way you you think the problem is with you all the time so that's why i never got to a stage where i was like i'm done and stuff like that um yo, i was so i was such in the dark in do the you dark think place. he fell out of love with you 100 percent. you um corinthians 13 says love you know mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. there, there is no love as such you can't be saying you love your wife and then you do such to them. I think for me, he fell out of love. And I think uh, there was the time where after the, the divorce, then I felt, or no, man, this person wasn't loving me in, in that way that he loved me before. I mean, when he loved me initially, before I was even married to him, he bought me a car. He financially, remember, I was still in school. He was yeah. the one taking care of everything. There was a time where he got us a house and all of those things. So 
Oh, I'm not saying buying you stuff means the yeah. person is in love with you. But you but could was feel the difference. Different. So here he loved me. Yeah. And, and he was intentional point, about making you feel a certain way. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then afterwards, then... But... Um, what was the trigger? What, at which point did you feel, okay, um, he stopped loving me at this point? I think after the beating, uh, although there were red flags before, mm. because he had... You see, when a person is not happy with themselves... He's already having challenges with his own family. He hates his father. He feels like his father could just die. His father was abusing his mother from a young age, mm. beating them. Mm. There was a time where he so would explain... So you are paying for all these yeah. things he went through. Who's broken exactly. now? Exactly. Ex exactly. So he would tell me stories where I would even cry and say, I can't believe you went through that, you know. The father, there was one story where his dad... Um, you know, they were fetching wood and then his dad was like, climb on top of those. So there was a pile of wood mm. that he was a small boy. I think he said si seven or six. Then he climbed on top and then he fell down and his dad just left him there. Mm. You know, so he, there was drastic Trauma. stories. That one I cried. I was just like, how can he? So with such, I think he's already a person who's broken. He's already a person who never received love. Mm. So I don't know how he convinced me that he loved me in the beginning because he doesn't know it. Uh, he doesn't know how to love. But uh, I felt loved. I felt like, mm, you know, everything was just perfect, Christian-like. Everything was, he waited for me until marriage before we could be intimate and all that. So I always thought we are good, you know. Mm. And I was just, yeah. So so with me, I, I felt out of love, uh, that he's out of love after he, he, he laid his hand on me. The other stuff I always felt like we can work through. I mean, mm. it's just no more challenges. Um, yeah, so after he beat me, that's when I was just like, you can't, but still I stayed. Uh, then he divorces you. <laughs> that's the thing. Sure. How did that come about? And who served you when? What did you expect it? Because I know that can be a lot. Even yeah. if someone wants out. Mm. But that reality, when yeah. you get those papers? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it was um, Lobola, so we didn't really sign. Okay. So, but he did it via an SMS. Hey. <laughs> Wait, do you not stay together anymore at this point? So we had two houses. There was that house in the hospital and oh, then the house okay. in Pretoria. So I was mostly in Pretoria because I was schooling. Okay. And then he would come to to the house in Pretoria, maybe month ends okay, or to come weekends. Okay. Yeah. So there was a time where we had planned that we are going to be uh, meeting. And then um, he then... This, uh, he then decides that he's not gonna come, or or actually actually came later on, but he went to his brother's house. Then I'm mm. like, where are you? Blah blah blah, and he's just like, I'm around, but I'm not gonna come, you know. And I'm just like shocked. Or oh, okay, you don't even say anything. You don't like okay, what's happening? But we're a bit, um, we're not in a good space. Yeah. But that was because I had decided not to allow him. I was writing my, I think I was doing second year now. Yeah. So what had happened prior, remember last year, December, he exactly. had beat me. So and, and, failed then, and then I failed the subject. Yeah. So I, there was a time I, I gave him silent treatment because he, we had a bit of a fight and then he sent me a message saying, I don't know why I married you. Your whilst I was writing my exams. So I decided to give him a silent treatment, refocus on my exams and mm. just really pass this time because I had to, you know, we had to do a whole process with my school, with failing because I was just, I, I was helped by the fact that my predicate was a distinction. So at least mm. I, at the end, I had to get a rewrite and Balanced all of that. Balance it, okay. yeah. So with this time, I was just like, I'm not going to talk to him and stuff like that. So when he came to Pretoria, he, he wanted me to feel that you gave me a silent treatment, I'm going to even do 
worse, yes. you know. So he then went to the brother. Then I was just like, can we talk, blah, blah. So we're going to meet on the 15th of December, but that's the next year, right? Yeah. Then he decides not to come to the house and stuff like that. Then me, who's always wanting to fix, takes the car, goes to the brother's house. When I get there, he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to show himself. I don't even know where the brother stays this side. I only know mm. the other houses where he stays in Guiani. So then I'm just like, uh, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. Then we meet on the street. He's just like, he walks out, you know, somewhere. And he's like, we'll meet this at this place. So I get there and he gets in the car. He gives me. So he used to be a person who has a lot of moods. He, he would just be quiet. You would speak mm. to him. You would try and do stuff, you know, do on stuff for the birthday. Oh, He's yeah. just on very grumpy. <laughs> very <laughs> grumpy. And now it's, you know, I like to talk. Yeah, um, yeah so he, I would be like this and he'd be like, you know. So then this time uh, he goes into the car and we, we think, we think okay, let's, let's try and talk about this and stuff. And he's just like, oh, before I got there, whilst I'm mm. telling him I'm on, his, um, I'm on my way, mm. he sends me a long text. I don't think we, you know, I don't even remember the text, but I don't think we'll do fine together going forward. I think we should just uh, leave it and tell the parents that we are, you know, we are leaving. I mean, we are leaving the marriage, separating and all of that. So now I'm on my way and I'm trying to fix the marriage, which I didn't even, you know, destroy mm. in the beginning. Mm. But I was just like, because yeah, after the beating, things went south. So I was just like, okay, let me ignore the message. Let me get to him. Maybe when I get to him, we will, you know, have a conversation. You still want to fix, girl. Well, I don't know. What they beat you, they break <laughs> up with you. You still want to fix. <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's why I worked so hard afterwards. I was like, I... Sure. I, yeah. I let myself yeah. just be, you know, walked all over. All over. So I need yeah. to really, because they more to me than such, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but you realize you you didn't love yourself. Hence the and yeah. and hence the book. I want to mm. get to it. Um, why not love myself like this? So yeah. there's a certain way in which you need to love yourself. Exactly. And I think when you love yourself that way, it makes it easier for other people to, to love you. To to love you right. Exactly. Because you know how to love yourself, exactly. right? Um, and obviously this is not a general statement because people are like, oh, just because I'm in an abusive marriage, I can't leave. Doesn't mean I don't love myself. Mm. Like you speaking your truth in the book. So tell us why the title and mm. how you came out of it and where you are now. Alrighty. Um, so when I, I wrote the book, I was in hospital for three weeks. Um, so remember, I, I went through this divorce, but I never dealt with it. So obviously, it later catches up with you. So uh, I would say I'm a hard worker. So I was always overworking now, trying to numb whatever mm. pain I was having. Ish. Then I, dis I, I overworked so much that I ended up in hospital, meaning I was just... Um, Hey, down and out. I was uh, my body was no longer functioning. Mm. Like, um, yo, I was having diarrhea, later constipation, uh, later loss of appetite, migraines. You know, you can name mm. it. So I was no longer in charge of my body. But later on, it hit me five years, what four years later, because uh, mm. I was trying so hard just to, you know, cover up to say, you know, right now I'm just gonna do this and this and this. Um, some of the things it worked in my favor, but you know you need to rest. you need to deal with it. Yeah. You need to rest. Yeah. You need to deal with it. You need Absolutely. to accept. You face need to on, yeah. face on. It's very important. So then I was in hospital last year, um, diagnosed with depression, at a mental um, health uh, what do you call it hospital mm. in Whitbank. And whilst I was there, I was just like Novi. You you need to deal with it and. Even when, so I had a, a therapist, a psychologist, and a psychiatrist. Every morning I would see 
a person, you know, I would yeah. see a psychologist after that, I would go to my psychiatrist after the therapy group sessions. It took me three weeks to just get over that. And, you know, even in the meetings, I was just always crying. I was just always, you know, I, I would say, wow, mm. I, I'm, I'm really still mad. I'm still, mm. I didn't know, yes. you know, now they come out. These mm. things really help. Mm. Sure. Then um, I'm going to make a confession about the book. I wrote some quotes in the book and people don't know it's me who went through those things. Mm. But today I'm actually saying, I actually gave the girl in there a title or a name saying, oh, her name yes. is Muledi. Okay, I'm Muledi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote it as a fiction? Yeah! And now it's wow. a true story. Today we're coming out. That's how much it was because yeah. sometimes you don't even see yourself as that girl. Yeah. Exactly. Because she went through so, so much. much. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's only, you know, with days like this when you tell your story that you feel like, wow, you know. Um, so I, I then wrote some quotes where they, there was a relationship I was also in. It wasn't. This wasn't only about my marriage. It yeah. was just different uh, relationships. Then this person was loving me so much. So remember, I now not uh, don't trust men. Mm, I had yes. a very ch- a lot of challenges after my marriage with getting into relationships. I'm not even a, okay. I can't say. <laughs> hey, now I'm gonna get DMs. <laughs> yeah, no. um, I'm still working on myself. But yeah, so I, I then had this guy who showed me so much love, yeah, but I was. Yeah. But I was rejecting it and stuff like that. And sometimes if they, you find guys who even take advantage of the fact that you are vulnerable, uh, you are vulnerable and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I took all the quotes together and said, why not love myself like this, which is the title of the book. Mm. Get yourself in a position where you fall in love with yourself. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Um be in a I'm a bomb. Be intentional yes. about loving yourself. If you want to study certain things, do it. Yeah, yeah. This person doesn't want you to do it or whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, right now I I have my own company. We are so proud of you though, <laughs> thank um, you. and thank you so much for turning your pain into something that can also help other people. Perfect. I yeah. love I love how you are helping the community. Yes. I love how you continue well to work on yourself. Yeah. From comrades. I mean, you are also like a, a gym, gym fanatic. Gym yeah. fanatic. You run a gym swimming bunny. school. Yes. You know, and you're doing so much for the community. And I think yeah. that is commendable. I mean, you mm. spoke about there were so many drownings in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And exactly. you were like, I can help. Mm. And then you're teaching kids how to swim. Yes, that's exactly. Beautiful. So for yeah. me, that's why in finding myself in healing, I really decided to just start something for the community that will also benefit the next person. So because it. of, yeah, because of the drownings in our area, I was just like, okay, with the with my experience, my career, what I've studied, what is it that I can do for my community mm. that will really just... Um, really uplift me and the next person and well i started done. the swimming school it had around 562 kids in attendance Yo, in the beginning what? and now we are on our third campus and we are just going bigger and bigger and i'm sure they're swimming like fish now <laughs> said not yet us. but they're getting there <laughs> yes i would love to well i was saying i, I would, I would <laughs> you love just made to the invite easier ah, than her. perfect yeah. now i don't have to write the email i'm joking <laughs> no you still have to write the email okay thank you <laughs> Thank you so much, V. Continue being amazing. Um, we absolutely love your story and we look forward to meeting even the kids at the swimming school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. They will love having you guys. Yeah, awesome. Oh. And we'll leave the details below on how people can purchase your book yes. um, because I think that's the purpose of you writing the book. That yes, it may definitely. get to other people in the healing 
journey continues. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for watching here on St. Twins TV with myself, Innocent. And myself, Millicent, and our amazing guest, V. It's bye for bye now. For now.